Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. That's a good one. That's a good one to start with here. All right, back here with you on a Thursday afternoon. Um, wanted to switch gears here for a minute. We didn't expect to do this, but um, we started the show today talking about road rage and what to do if you, uh, because this happened to me yesterday where I was in Overland Park, I was in an area I didn't know that well. I went to pull into the turn lane at a pretty big intersection to my left. I checked my blind spot. I guess I didn't check it well enough. And a car came up fast or was there, got really close. And the driver was a guy in his forties, kind of a big guy, laid on his horn because he was mad clearly. And then once he was behind me, gave me every gesture to really, really, really make sure that he knew I was mad. And I said, it's the first time that I genuinely had fear that sitting at this red light, that he was gonna come up to my door, like get out and come up to my door and start pounding on my window and heaven only knows what. Or I fully expected that when I pulled away, he would pull up next to me and fire a gun into my window. Now we have the story out of the highway patrol. Yep, and it happened. Uh, According to uh, the folks over at Channel 5, uh, Missouri State Highway Patrol has asked for public help now in obtaining information on a road rage shooting that happened this morning. Troopers said a driver southbound on I-35 at Highway 152 in Liberty fired shots into into the victim's car at 6.20 in the morning. So we're talking morning rush hour which is exactly when you just want to start firing a gun in traffic, causing a minor injury. Thankfully, there was not a death reported in this. It was a minor injury. The victim was alone in his car and was grazed by the bullet. Highway Patrol said the shooter came up to the side of the victim's car while on the interstate and fired multiple shots. One bullet went through the victim's door and grazed him, um, and they give a description of the car. But, yeah, it's exactly what you were fearing. What we don't know is what prompted this. Right. Um, police are calling it a road rage shooting, so they must know. Uh, there was also um, a semi truck that was behind the suspect vehicle when this all happened, uh, but they don't know who it is. Troopers are hopeful that that truck driver contacts police. So somebody saw this. Call police, man, and tell them what you saw. Again, I'm, I have goosebumps because this is exactly what I feared is that you do something. And again, I don't know what this guy did, but for me, it was it was purely an accident. I yep. wasn't on my phone. I just didn't look hard enough. Now it's also possible he came up really fast. So I wouldn't have seen him before, but he was so angry about it. And it was a he, and that made me nervous that I fully expected 
something, something, it didn't, nothing happened, but I was absolutely prepared for it. Yeah, that it was going to escalate beyond where it was at the time when he's just gesticulating wildly behind the wheel of his car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and, and you're right. I mean, I know why they're asking the semi-truck driver for assistance on this, because you figure that a semi, more likely than the average car, will have a dash cam. And they're higher up and they can see and can see more. Yeah. More of what's going on. The other thing I would hope is that because this was on the interstate, I assume there are traffic cameras there mm -hmm. at Highway 152. I assume we have them that far north. Maybe we don't. I would think so. But uh, let me back up on a, on a different story here for a minute, because uh, I remember this one be, uh, simply because it was so close to the house is the incident that happened on K7. About a year ago, maybe, where there was a shot fired and it did kill somebody. You remember this? That, it, oh, that a guy was vaguely. that he was shot dead in traffic, and the, there were traffic cams, and they did show him. And I don't know that he was ever caught. You're right. Um, July July nineteenth is the latest story I oh, have out of this. Dad's birthday. We can look and see if there's a more updated version. Uh, Olathe, Kansas woman died head-on crash. Um, is this the one we were thinking of? I don't see road rage mentioned in this. Though. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't remember I might enough be of, on the, wrong of one. the details about it. Um, uh, yeah, I, I just. Uh, yeah, like I said, it was about a year ago, and uh, it was a bad scene. Um, but somebody left the scene, and I want to say there were shots fired in that one too. But either way, I mean, just because there may have been traffic cameras, they might catch you, but they're far enough away that they're unlikely to be able to read a license plate. Okay, this is where. We didn't really get to this the first time we talked about this in the 10 o'clock hour, but um, I think it's okay to talk about this now. The victim was a man. We don't know if the suspect was a man, but women rarely do. I cannot name you a single case where we have talked about a road rage shooting where the suspect is a female. So I'm assuming the law of averages play out and that that, that probably doesn't happen. So what is it with men who who are wronged somehow while they're driving. And the answer is get out their gun and fire while you're on the interstate. Somebody give me your explanations or tell me what we do about that. Somebody on the text line posited caffeine. I don't know, 620 in the morning. <laughs> I don't know. I've had a lot of caffeine in my life. It's never caused me to, to threaten somebody else's life to the point of actually acting on it in a way that might be deadly. To the person that just asked, if it had been a woman that pulled up behind you and was angry just like the male did, would you have been as scared? No. Women don't generally get out of their cars at stoplights and go up to the car that cut them off and pound on their window or get out a gun. It's just not something women do. Also, men are kind of more physically imposing and, and are just kind of known for having more anger that they can't contain. Did you check your doors to make sure they were locked? While I was driving? Yeah. Yeah, My doors are always locked while I'm driving. Wait, when that happened. Okay, so your, yeah. your car automatically locks them. Yeah, most yep. most do now. Yeah. Um, but that's the kind of thing that I, you know, I would almost like look down and make sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, just in case he comes up and tries to open the door. Is it locked? So, yeah, I know what you're saying. And look, I'm a guy. I'm not offended by the idea. That, I'm not trying to be sexist about it. No, it just, no. I mean. It's it, truth. And I've, I, I don't, I'm trying to remember if I've ever had a woman even to that point of just, you know, behind the wheel in traffic. And I don't think that's ever happened. And not in my experience anyway. I mean, I can gesture and I've got a, a couple of Italian gestures that are, are pretty animated <laughs> and I will cuss to myself uh -huh. about it.
But I'm too, again, I'm too worried that even if the other guy is at fault and I react to that, if I'm mad about that and I react, I'm worried he's going to overreact back at me. So I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to provoke that because I don't know what the other guy's going to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I found the story, by the way. It was it yeah. was actually out of Lenexa. It was it's not the one I was thinking uh, of. It was yeah. January 13th of this year. It wasn't as long ago as I thought it was. I thought this was about a year ago. It's only about eight months ago. Uh, Ten now. It's October. Yeah, I can do math. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, a car that crashed and, and just ended up in a ditch. A uh, 59-year-old by the name of Michael Bonzak was killed as he was driving along southbound on Interstate 430. It was 435 near K-10, not K-7. I had that detail wrong, too. This is the story, though, because at first they just thought he crashed and died. And then they found the bullet hole and went, nope, somebody right. shot this guy. And that shooting was captured on camera. And I don't know if there's ever been a disposition on this. I don't know if anybody was ever uh, arrested in that. I don't think so. Um. Yeah, we probably would have heard about that. If that had happened, um, and if you want to weigh in on your experiences, feel free nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. I knew somebody was going to be mad at me. That's fine. Jamie is coming off very sexist. <laughs> I figured there was going to be one that was going to say it. That's why I beat you to it. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm not offended. Yeah, I'm a FedEx driver. I've had multiple women get out and bang on the truck and whatnot. I've never had a guy do that. I follow news for a living. I've never heard of a woman shooting a gun during a road rage incident. In traffic, no. In never. traffic, so I. You drive all the time, but we keep track of this stuff all the time. So I, somebody said testosterone. A couple of, couple of you have said that. Okay, women have hormones sometimes, and we're in a bad mood sometimes because of hormones. So Women also have testosterone, just not as much as we do. Right, right. So what do we, I guess, what do we do? And, and again, I come back to my thought last night was, what do I do here? And a lot of great suggestions came in. But if you're just going down the interstate, and you see somebody pull their gun, you don't have time to call 911. Especially if you're driving. I mean, the fact that the other car was moving, you think in terms of the guy who's firing the shots, you're going at highway speeds. Let's say you hit that guy and kill him. What's going to happen? He's going to hit I mean, somebody that car's else. Gonna, yeah, that car's absolutely going to go off the road and, um, and hit something. So it's dark at 620 in the morning still, right? We haven't had sun- Relatively, haven't, yeah, yeah. Sunrise hasn't hit yet. Um, I Yeah. And they're looking for witnesses to try to figure. And again, we don't know what the person did. But your fear sometimes is we've all made that mistake where you just didn't look well enough or just didn't see it or didn't see the light. Things happen in traffic. They just do. Uh, And yeah, somebody's usually, you know, somebody usually did something they weren't supposed to do. In your case, like you said, it may very well have been him. If he was, you know, if he hit the gas and just whipped the car around you so -hmm. that he was there after you looked, there's not really a whole lot you can do about that. If you want to tell us what you've seen, if you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break. We'll get to more of your comments next here on KMBZ. Missouri State Highway Patrol is asking the public for help in getting information about a road rage shooting that happened this morning, 6.20 a.m., I-35 southbound at Highway 152 in Liberty. Uh, There was a driver that fired shots into a victim's car. Victim was just grazed by the bullet. He was alone at the time, minor injuries. But the Highway Patrol said the shooter came up on the side of the victim's car on the interstate and fired multiple 
times. So once again, we see that an incident that that was probably nothing because uh, there was no report of damage to the vehicles outside of the shots fired or anything else like that. So it was something that was that started as likely not very much. Somebody cut somebody off in traffic or whatever that ended up being something that, that could easily have ended in a death. And it just is, it's so completely senseless. Uh, we'll go to Steven Sedalia and see what he has to add in. Hello, Steve. Hey, how you doing? Couldn't be better. What's on your mind? Well, I, I told the guy that answered the phone, I had a, a, a answer for her question. She keeps asking, how come it's always men? And, I didn't say uh, always and, men. I said mostly men, but keep going. Okay, I'm sorry. Mostly men. Because it, it's stupid. You can't fix stupid. Okay, that's just the way it is. Men are stupid, and I'm a man. I'm a man. Okay, I suffered from a lot of. I used to call them red outs. You know, like you have a blackout on drinking too much. Sure. Well, I'd go into a red out behind anger, and I would actually black out and then come to, you know, two seconds later, whatever, in whatever situation I was in. And that was without anything. That was just anger. So I went to places and got help for my anger. Good. And, and I realized why I was so angry. And I, that has helped me since then to not be stupid. You know, because I was the guy at one time that you might be afraid of on the road, but I'm no longer like that. So... Also, alcohol added to a little bit, too, the alcohol. So you never know. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I think we all know people that's true of some of us ourselves. Uh, All right, Steve, thanks. Yeah, I've I've often wondered what those tools are for, like, anger management classes and things like that, where – because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about, okay, everybody gets angry. Everybody mm-hmm. has triggers. Everybody has those things. And in traffic, oh, they're, they're, they're just everywhere. So it's a matter of how you respond to those triggers that makes mm-hmm. the difference. Where you you might want to what's, – what's the old thing? The thing, the, the facts that used to go around, I'll tell you how long ago that was, that said, uh, you know, stress is the natural reaction to the fact that you can't choke somebody out when you really, really uh-huh. want to. Yeah, we all want to, but we all recognize that – or most of us do anyway – that you can't do that anytime you want. You can't just plug a bullet into somebody. But this guy obviously didn't have that same filter. Um, so I feel like it's awareness of what your triggers are. Yeah. For I mean, I am not a psychologist by any means, but I feel like it it starts with, um, I can't believe I'm about to quote Dr. Phil, but I'm sure he's not the only one to say this. <laughs> uh, you can't treat what you don't acknowledge. You yeah. can't fix what you don't acknowledge. I mean, first you have to know that you have that propensity to get, have your blood pressure go up in traffic a little bit. And you have to be aware of that. And you have to have that moment of, okay, I know this guy just really made me mad. Say words out loud to yourself if you want, gesture if you have to, but but what happens between gesturing and pulling a gun? Right. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, give you a perfect example from yesterday. Uh, for a brief period of time yesterday, and I'm not going to go into detail about this because it really doesn't matter and it's kind of gross, but um, I, I was in a lot of pain very briefly. Uh, and so I did what you do when you're in a lot of pain. I laid down on the couch and just kind of moaned for a while. Well, we have a puppy. And Uh she's rambunctious and she's eight months old and she came over. She wanted to know what was going on. 
And yeah. she jumped up and she got on me and I kind of yelled at her. I was like, get off. Come on. You got to get off me. And then she came over and did it again. And I, I mean, raised my voice to her in a way that I rarely ever raise my voice. And as soon as I did it, I was like, dummy, she just wants to know if you're okay. She doesn't know she's hurting you. She's a little puppy. And I felt terrible about it. But in that moment, because I was hurting, I didn't mm-hmm. have that ability to, to just cool myself off and say, this is stupid. You're the one who's in the wrong now until after it was all over. Yeah, this is where I will. Um, I, I don't think medication is always a bad thing. And I think if that's something that, you know, it, I don't know what the psychology is behind uh, between like the trigger and the anxiety and whatever happens. And if there's anything to just kind of bring your your blood pressure in general down yeah. a little bit. But I think sometimes that's it. Some people are just run a little too hot all and, the time. And and in the same way that pain can do that, well, so can mornings with some people. I mean, granted, yeah. this, this happened at 620. And again, we're not trying to excuse it and say, well, see, this makes it okay. It absolutely does not. But if you're tired and overtired and you're just, you just woke up and you're going to a job you hate and everything else and your stress level is already that high, then, yeah, somebody cuts you off in traffic and all of a sudden, instead of being, oh, that guy's a jerk, it's, I must kill him. Well, no, you must not kill him. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to come back to you for a second. Like what you do if you're the uh, alleged victim. I don't want to call it that. But the but the first person in this, like I was, yeah. I mean, I we got a lot of really good suggestions today. It makes me want to be more, more aware of where police stations are to, to head in that direction. Yes. But again, you don't always have that opportunity when someone just gets their gun out and starts firing at you. What do you do when it's it was just an honest mistake? Right. Or, and you maybe sometimes you don't even know that you did it. I knew because he then appeared in my rearview mirror. But sometimes you don't always know that you do it. Right. And and again, I mean, with all these things that we talk about, with the people that go nuts at, at you know high school football games and people that go nuts in traffic and all of that, I'll bet if you ask them twenty minutes after it was over, they would tell you, yeah, that was stupid. I don't know what came over me. I just, I couldn't control myself and it was idiotic and I even feel bad for doing it. The word adrenaline's coming to mind. Yeah. Is that what we need to learn more about is the adrenaline rush that somebody gets when they've been somehow aggravated and and it's how they react to that adrenaline. And how to mitigate it. Right. Exactly. What do you do when you feel that temperature rising? What do you do to just center yourself, come back and say, no, what, you know what? It wasn't that big a deal. It just wasn't. Um, yeah. So I, if you happen to be in the area of, again, it was I-35 southbound at 152 at about 620 in the morning, somebody said, what if he had kids in the car? I mean, you got to think about that, Yeah, that they might not be alone in the car. Well, you cut off the, cut off the second half of that sentence. You need to think that's about everything. And that in that moment, that's what you're, I won't say not able to do, but less able to do is stop and think yeah so if you if you happen to be in that area highway patrol wants to wants to talk to you and and again there was a semi driver that was behind and they think saw all of this happen so hopefully that person will speak up to you yeah all right we'll take a break we'll be back here in just a few minutes on kmbz call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back here on a sunny Thursday afternoon. A special interview to get to this segment uh, based on some things. Yeah, we had uh, another another sad goodbye this morning as we woke up to enjoy the day. Found out that Dwight Twilley, who was uh, one of the originators of the, I guess, the genre of power pop, uh, had left us at age 72. And, I mean, Dwight Twilley over time had uh, done songs like Girls and I'm on Fire and had a, a real cool string of hits. And it just so happened that a little while back, we had the opportunity to talk with him. And it's an interview that through, you know, all kinds of different machinations, we have never had the chance to air and figure that this was our way of saying goodbye to a guy who gave us some just incredible music over time. And uh, what better way to start it than with a little bit of that music? Welcome to the program. Great. Um, thanks for having me. Man, there is so much great music on these two records, and, and that's where I want to start. I want to start by having you take us through this package a little bit because we got a two-record set, and when I say record, I mean it. This is out on vinyl, and there's a book that goes along with it. Tell us a little bit about the music and a little bit about the package that we have for sale here. Well, it's, a, you know, it, it is what it says it is. It's a collection, you know, of a lot of songs through the years. And, uh, you know, and really nice artwork and the tw- um, 12-page full-color booklet and double vinyl. Of course. And uh, saving stamps with it. No, you don't really. Um, <laughs> oh, you're taking me back, man. You're taking me back to the old days. But, you know, that's kind of the point of all of this. And I want to talk a little bit about the past. But tell me, you know, when you went back to Tulsa uh, after spending so many years recording in different places, time in Nashville and time in Memphis and all of this, what brought you back home to say, you know what, this is this is where I started. So this is where I'm going to make music. Um, what brought me back was uh, the Northridge earthquake. I don't know if you heard about that, but it was a little bit of a shaker. Oh, yeah. In uh, Northridge, which was actually really, I, they later discovered uh, that it was Reseda. Yeah, it was actually the real heart of the earthquake was actually in Reseda, which was my address. You'll see that uh, centered at Dwight Twilley's house. <laughs> right right there at your address huh yeah I, yeah I, it was i don't i'm I'm a middle of the country guy too i don't like that idea of the earth shaking around so you just uh, figured tulsa was a little bit safer huh yeah you, you know you can get blown around here a little bit you know? 
a couple raindrops will hit you now and then. But your house doesn't move across the street or anything. What about the recording? I mean, did did you set up your own spot right away, or were you doing recording in other places in Tulsa before you did? Oh, when we were kids, you know, the minute we opened our eyes, we were record, recording. As soon as we saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, you right. had to go immediately and find anything that would record any way possible and, you know, start making our own records. Yeah, and see, that's that's what I find amazing about that whole thing is that at that time, I mean, you know, Beatles were on Sullivan in February of 1964, and then it was 10 years later, you just walked in, you just waltzed into Sun Studios and said, hey, uh, yeah, I'm here, I want to start recording some music. I mean, <laughs> that that takes some that takes a little bit of guts, man, and, and you know, pick up the story from there because you spent time with Sam Phillips' kid. Well, it was amazing that we, you know, I don't even know what we said. We just went in and, you know, we're basically like, is this a recording studio? <laughs> Do you have a whole, in fact, in those days, uh, we judged the studio by how many buttons it had. You know, that studio, oh, that studio wasn't very good. It didn't have very many buttons. <laughs> oh, and from there, I mean, you you go on and how how did the partnership happen with you and Leon Russell? How did you end up recording at the church? Um, cause we went out to, ended up, uh, going out to Hollywood and, uh, hanging out with, uh, Benny Cordell and all the shelter people there. And they eventually, uh, sent us, you know, of course, back to Tulsa and wanted us to record something. I don't know. I think maybe they were thinking we were going to just start recording songs. But we had the, the intention in mind of I had a brand new song that we dug and we just wanted to go in and hit that song really hard. And the song was called I'm on fire. Yeah. And, and it works well. Oh yeah. No kidding. I mean, they, that song was huge. And so I'm on fire hits. How much does life change for you at that point? I mean, now that you've got a hit record under your belt, do the doors open right away? Uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because we, you know, instantly you're the, they sort of know who you are when you're driving down the street you hear yourself on the radio and that's a change and there's suddenly when you go play someplace there's a crowd of people there <laughs> so it's different and when i finally did you know it was everybody's job in tulsa to get in with leon russell and you know that musician's job sure i, I always tried to stay away from that you know and didn't really think that we sounded, you know, like we were part of this thing, the, the Tulsa sound, whatever the hell that was. But when I finally uh, met Leon, he said, I like, I like that song yours, I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Spot on, brother. And he ended up inviting us to his house because he was kind of, kind of overwhelming with his dark glasses and his hair and his beard and stuff, you know, he was. A little intimidating, but it didn't take very long at all for you to realize that he was just a very kind and generous man. He was a great guy. Well, yeah, and like you said, the Tulsa sound was what it was at that point, but he was also recording with all of the guys that you were listening to. And, you know, I think back to some of my favorite stuff from the power pop era, I guess. I mean, we're still making power pop, but you and, and Nick Lowe and Tom Petty, who you, you kind of ran into a lot during those early years as well. I mean, mm -hmm. that that was just magic, man. I mean, there was there was something happening that was changing 
what pop music was all about and what was expected. And it gained a kind of a harder edge and you were part of that. Did you feel like you were building something or was this just, Hey, I'm writing the songs that I'm going to play and, and sing what I feel. It was more like that. It was, you know, it's kind of natural because I was already writing the songs. I, you know, nothing influenced me to, to write I'm on fire, except it seemed like the right song at the right time. Talk a little bit about Petty. I mean, if you, you guys were real young when the two of you were kind of hanging around in the same place at the same time. Did you get a feel for how, how good was your eye at recognizing, okay, this is a guy who's going to make it. And this is a guy who might, you know, this is a guy over here who might do okay, but this is where the real talent is. Uh, it was obvious that Tom was a real talent and we got along famously. You know, we were both the label, we were label mates at Shelter, and we spent, you know, most of our time just hanging around at Shelter offices in Hollywood, California, and just sitting around the office, you know what I mean, with nothing to do, but, you know, <laughs> try to make sure we could get our band paid for whatever they needed to get paid for, and, and do whatever work needed to be done while we kind of waited for things to fall in place. There was also a studio there. There was a shelter studio in Hollywood, and um, one you know one of the two of us would probably be working in the studio on any night. So if you were bored, you could always stop by the studio and just hang out with me. If Tom was cutting something, or if I was cutting something, and uh, you know we can just kind of see what the other guy was doing. And the two bands they got along pretty well, so it was it was okay. I remember one night coming in, and um, they played me something they just recorded and i thought to myself you know that's a little long i like the song it was a little long and i started listening to the end and as the song was ending the very very end of the fade um you could hear mike campbell playing little licks and the, you know, it was just little licks going na 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 na. And they were saying, "Tom, that's I think that's your hook right there." And um, I heard in retrospect that they um, came back in later that night and re-recorded the whole song. And uh, Fiddy's version is kind of what you hear. T- and that's breakdown. I mean, just just to hear that and say, okay, yeah, that's what this song needs to focus on. That's you know part of that magic as well. And you do that brilliantly. That brings us quite nicely into what you've been doing since 1999. And this album, uh, you're the best of the Tulsi years, 90, 1999 to 2016, is you know, talk about going back home and and recording these songs and what the writing process is for you now versus what it was like back then. You know, it's always been easy for me. And I think I just uh, intentionally tried to never make work out of it. I don't. I don't think I would have had as much success if I'd have worked really hard at writing the songs, because it just needed to be fun in the first place. Because if you're not having fun, you're you know something's wrong right there. Sure. As long as you're having fun and you're just doing it matter of factly, I need a song or two. Let's do it right now. And that was just kind of the way it was. And that's kind of the way we recorded, too, in those days. 
You know, there's something else about your music that I've always wondered about, you know, what it's like when all of a sudden you talked about hearing yourself on the radio, but you've also had a number of songs over the years that have shown up in movies. I mean, you're next to use looking for the magic and I mean, you've, you've had these songs that, that show up there when, when you see the finished product and you hear your music over what's going on in the action on the screen, that's gotta be a pretty different experience as well to see how somebody else views your tune. We've had a lot of success with motion pictures. Yeah. You know, for instance, Wayne's World. Why you want to break my heart? <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, it, it pays pretty well too, huh? Yeah, the pay is good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So as we said, this this new package was out for Record Store Day. And, and I'm curious about that as well. For somebody who grew up writing songs and recording songs during the original vinyl era, what do you think about the fact that it's making such a massive comeback now and we're getting away from digital and back to the way things were when you first stepped into Sun Records? Oh, I, lo- I love it. And, I, you know, I think it's very real. I've, you know, the... Um... You know, CDs are very cool, and it was nice that a lot of people's music got transferred from old, you know, this and stuff to uh, a higher quality. But there's also something too about that needle just falling into the into the grooves, the pocket, and a little bit of a crunch going on there, and uh, and that certain oof that you know of when you you know just came home from the record store with that brand new Beatles single. Yeah. Oh, man, I'll tell you, there's nothing like it. Even the smell, just, you know, going through the stacks of records and you, know, you get that, that sensory experience going, right? Absolutely. <laughs> well, it's great. You can relive it again with a brand new one. It's out from Dwight Twilley. We're going to go out with some music from the best of Dwight Twilley, the Tulsi years, 1999 to 2016. This is probably my favorite song off of this collection. It's a song called It's Hard to Be a Rebel. And Dwight Twilley, what a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us. Right. Thank you. And some great music over time from Dwight Twilley. Thanks again to him for the interview. And he is now gone at age 72. Word came out this morning, but all the more reason to go check out the new music. Wrapping things up here on a Thursday afternoon. All right. This is a story that we mentioned uh, at the top of the hour here. Uh, We have a groundskeeper who is accused of mowing around what he thought was a dummy in the grass wasn't a dummy nope 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 it was a dead guy uh yeah according to the folks at newser family members of the man who was found dead are not terribly amused by this uh the groundskeeper spotted the body in the yard of an abandoned house in china grove on october 9th a day after family members had last seen robert owens alive age 34 by the way very young Uh, According to the GoFundMe page, his body was stripped of clothes and belongings, leaving him in his underwear and his socks. The lawn care employee assumed that the man was a, quote, Halloween decoration or a mannequin for canine training. So just mowed around it, which, by the way, you're not supposed to do that. Even if you do think it's a mannequin, you're supposed to move it out of the way and mow (laughs) underneath where it used to be. Wouldn't you check? Uh Uh-huh. This sounds like laziness to me. Oh, big this time. This is somebody that just didn't want to check. Yeah. Just I, check. Th- this takes me back to when I was nine and mom going, you need to move the furniture and vacuum <laughs> under it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I know, mom. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to do it, but exactly. It was laziness. And it, yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. And ended up leaving a dead guy there for more than a day longer than he should have been. There were scratches on his body and glass around him. 
um, according to, is this a lawsuit? Am I, oh, no, GoFundMe page is all. Yeah. I suspect this may become a lawsuit. Uh, the police chief said the groundskeeper, to my knowledge, did not think it was a Halloween prop and instead assumed the body was a training dummy used by numerous law agencies over the years on that property. Okay. I uh, yeah. Either way, doesn't matter if you see something. If you're mowing a log and you see something that looks like it might be a body, to your point, walk over and check. Yeah, you, you can check the pulse in multiple. Put your ear up and see if you hear anything. Yeah, I, I don't know many uh, police dummies that they use like for for training the dogs. I, I don't know many <laughs> of them that bleed when they get scratched. Right. Yes. So the GoFundMe page has been set up here, presumably to uh, take care of funeral expenses. And I wouldn't surprise if they're chatting with a lawyer a little bit, just Probably. to see if there's any case here to be made. All right. Then we go on to USA Today and the story about the CEO. <laughs> I love this one. Uh, and it's a great way to end the show. Uh, guy named uh, Tony Fernandez, who is the CEO of a major international airline. I believe that called Air Asia. Yeah. Um, he was, I'm just going to read this the way that it is written here and then we can. So again, USA Today on Monday, he posted a photo of himself seated shirtless at an office conference room table during a conference call. Uh, he posted it on LinkedIn, by the way, also pictured a masseuse in a hairnet and face mask behind him while he was getting a shoulder rub. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm hoping he was at least alone in the conference room, even though he's on a conference call. I, dude, come on. And he, I want to point out, he did it on purpose. This yeah. was not an accidental, oopsie, hit the wrong link to post something. He did it on purpose. He said, it was a stressful week. Gotta love Indonesia and Air Asia culture that I can have a massage and do a management meeting. And there was a lot of debate then online, as you can imagine, about the professionalism yes. involved in that. Uh-huh. Uh, in USA Today's words, talk about backlash. The revealing post sparked an online debate, um, and they said dozens weighed in with many questioning his professionalism. One said, quote, I don't think the women in your company would feel comfortable or safe in this context. And given that you're the boss, they likely won't challenge you or say anything. Yeah, they're probably right about that. Uh, not everybody was disgusted by it, though. I, I I think that it's probably the best idea to keep your shirt on at work unless you're a stripper. <laughs> One person wrote, I applaud this brave man for being an agent of change in the body positivity movement. Okay, well, if that's the case, then new company policy at AirAsia, <laughs> where all of the employees now get a personal masseuse and can just take their shirt off anytime they're at work. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, by the way, the uh, the body positivity movement, what exactly are they saying about this guy? Is he some kind of hideous chud? And they were like, oh, yeah, well, if that dude can take his shirt off and be comfortable, I guess anybody can. It's it, That's not really a compliment. Um, and I don't Let's think, say dad bod yeah, is, I, is what I'm thinking here. I, I, yeah, but I don't think that, that what he was doing had anything to do with the body positivity movement. That guy it was didn't. getting a massage. And thought because he's the boss, yeah. he can do whatever he wants. Now, I don't understand putting it on LinkedIn. You want to do it, fine. But I don't understand bragging about it on a networking site. Well, and, and was the conference call a Zoom call? 
or right. was it a phone call? I mean, it all comes down to who can see you. There was a guy that I used to work with years ago who would get massages while he was on the air, but uh-huh. but he was clothed. I mean, he never took his shirt off. You know, he would just he hired this masseuse to come in and just rub his shoulders while he was doing the show, which by the way doesn't sound like too bad an idea sometimes. But yeah, no, nobody's getting half naked while they're at work. I was looking for the I wanted to see what he actually posted because it might tell us if it was Zoom or what it was, but the link to the LinkedIn post isn't in here. Um, he owns the airline and has owned it for 20 years. Um, oh, he deleted it. He said, you can never really explain the thought process behind a post, so I deleted it. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Uh-huh. Well, okay, well, you didn't think it through very well you either. Did. You did. Uh, one way or the other, you did offend people. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I can't imagine walking into an office, any office here, and seeing somebody with their shirt off. Um, so... The one time I have had it happen in front of me, I had a male co-host once who kind of for a bit needed to take off the shirt he was wearing and put on a decent, he he kept a t-shirt from an ex-girlfriend okay, and his yeah. wife was mad. And so he was going to show it and it was too small to fit over the shirt he was wearing. But he like went off in the corner, like and kind of hid back away so that I was, so it wasn't in view. We have bathrooms. Valid point. I'm yes. going to the bathroom. You know, yeah. uh, in fact, inside the stalls, there are hooks. That you, yes. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I, again, we, women will never be able to do that. So, Colin, I'm going to make you a solemn promise right now, buddy. I am never taking my shirt off in this, in this radio studio. You can thank me later. It's okay. Okay. I thought Colin was also going to agree. <laughs> I was waiting for you to agree also so yeah, that we could have a pact are here. Are we on? Or are we going no. to have a big handshake thing? I will never agree to anything. Okay. okay. Fair enough. So if it happens, it'll be Colin. All right. Uh, that does it for us here on a Thursday. Uh, we'll turn this over. Dana and Parks are next. Be back tomorrow here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.